0: The Angry Chicken is a production of AMOVE TV. Bookmark AMOVE.TV for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com TAC.
1: podcast about hearthstone heroes
0: of warcraft this is the angry chicken greetings and welcome back everyone to the Angry chicken i'm gara weinzerl back from my plagued existence and uh, i'm ready to talk some hearthstone with willie dills gregory and jocelyn carney let's do it
2: yay hearthstone time yay
0: Hey, okay, this is a whole lot of Hearthstone going on. We got we got finals. We got new esports unveiled. We've got a dev Q and A that, as usual, I'm a little grumpy about. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you know how it goes. And we're going to talk about aggro tempo rogue, a, a, a deck that I would like to just say is crazy in what it can accomplish. Um, yeah, but, it's really good right now. Yeah, <clears throat>
1: and I I crafted an all golden version of it. What? <laughs> Yeah, I have an Use all golden version of a deck meta deck. All right, let's crazy.
0: just just for a sec, let, so we're not talking about the deck, we're just talking about your old go- all golden version of it. Did you just happen to have a golden Myra's I, well, I had, had a lot around? of it already. Okay I had uh I had a Leroy Golden. I had I remember Leroy like, Golden because you crafted that the first time you hit legend off of your Zulok. Yeah. yeah. I distinctly so remember. So I had that.
1: that. I already had a golden uh, Edwin Van Cleef. Okay. And I cracked golden miscreants. Uh, and then I just needed to craft
0: like, well, I'm thinking about the really expensive I, cards. What I, about, oh, I
1: needed to craft golden preps it was like the only thing I didn't have.
0: You already had Myra's well, unstable element, cheap, right? You already had a golden element, Myra's unstable element. Yes. I also what? cracked, yeah, I cracked the golden Myra's last.
1: And Captain time. Greenskin golden cracked, I crafted that gold. <laughs> okay. That I, craft right. I had that non-gold. Okay. okay. All
0: right. Okay. Well, still that, that dude, that's a, that's a serious list of just Golden legendaries I already happen to have on hand.
1: It just, t- yeah, I know. It just took me. I literally like one one legendary I had to craft. And then the the preps were painful because they're both epics. Yeah, but I was like, they're preps. One
0: day they'll go to the Hall
1: of Fame, and I'll get this dust back. Right. I love <laughs> That's that. That's true. I was just gonna say, oh, they're probably gonna rotate them out. But then I'm like, oh, but then you get the dust.
0: Yep. Yes. my good. brain went to they're always going to be good so who you know <laughs> at least you'll get you set of your shiny cards i love that you go straight to they're going to the hall of fame one day inevitable yeah. <laughs> <back. I mean, laughs>
1: they've been around forever and they've always been good so. yeah, yeah they
0: have that is that's very freaking true um but there's quite a bit to talk about and and dills we got it well, you have a hard out uh for once so let's dive yeah. right into this week's hearthstone news
2: good news everyone <laughs>
0: We made it. We're here. We stand at the precipice of the final HCT finals kicking off this Thursday. Yeah. And I have one question for you two. Who'd you pick? Uh, I picked Viper.
2: Ah,
1: yeah. I, I went for a sleeper pick here, but I just like his lineup. Um, Honestly, I don't
2: think that there's any such thing as a sleeper pick. Like this, I really like the way that they did um World Championship, where like it wasn't just a set number of spots per region, it was like the from all the seasonal championships. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just it's it's stacked this year, completely stacked.
1: Sure. Mm -hmm. But I just I looked at all the lists and uh by the way, I have a link to a thing where you can just kind of like scroll through all the lists. Here, I'll pop it into stuff for you guys. But th- it's kind of a nice uh, nice lineup he brought because there's a lot of people who brought the Control Warrior. Yeah. Uh, and he is one of the few people who brought the Summoner Mage, which is really, really good against the Control Warrior. So yeah. I think I he think, gets um, to ban the Rogue, which most people won't be able to do because they're going to have to ban... Uh, well, they're they're gonna have to ban either rogue or warrior. He can ban the rogue and play and, and beat the warrior. Beat
2: yeah. the warrior, yeah. There's a few of them that brought that. <laughs> There's uh, Bunny Hopper brought it too. Who was I was kind of going back and forth between um, Bunny Hopper and Language Hacker because Language Hacker also has that uh, conjurer type mage thing. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I agree. I think that that's going to be a really good pick. Um, But yeah, it was going back and forth between the two of them. And really, I mean, basically, you were probably fine in terms of how many packs you were going to get if you picked anyone from group A, B, or D. Group C just looks like, poof. Like, I don't know who's going to get out of that group because holy hell, the talent in there. Like, it's literally going to just it's going to be a shit show trying to figure out who's actually going to win that group. Cause they're all amazing. I would not want to be in that group.
0: <laughs> and I went with so, my fandom over a smart choice and just went with Hunter Ace. I don't care if he's in group C.
1: Yeah. I wanted, I was very Hunter Ace was very high on my expectations. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at his lists and I was like, what is, is he on crack all of a sudden? Because <laughs> he has some very strange stuff going on here. I don't know if you looked at, he has the mage deck too. He does. But he's got a Hinch Clan sneak in his deck. The three-minute <laughs> oh, three-three with stealth. Sneak.
0: What? <laughs> Why is that there? I, I just, I believe in the Hunter Ace, man. I just believe that he knows something I don't know. <laughs> the- I, I mean, I think, I mean, he's very clearly
1: targeting um, uh, token Druid and stuff because he's also got Mossy Horror in there. Um. So I don't know. Sure, maybe there's some weird reason for it. It is a stealth minion that you can then conjure as calling, but you're just making two, three, three drops. So I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I played some of his decks. I played a lot of their decks. I like went in and on ladder, just played around with some of these lists. And uh, Hunter Ace's decks were underwhelming to me, so I was like. It's really hard too, right,
2: to take these decks onto ladder because I think RDU was doing the same thing last week, playing the decks Mm -hmm. on ladder. And it's
1: not a one for one comparison for sure, but still, you get a feel for them. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I I do think Bunny Hopper has really good lineup as well, uh, so I definitely consider him. He's also rocking the mage. Um, But we shall see. I mean, it's Ike is my favorite in my heart. (laughs) I want him to win. (laughs) But uh, he's got a really tough group. He has such a tough group, yeah. Yeah, and we shall see. But I also think Just Saying, um has been prepping like a ton. He's been conceding to every streamer on the ladder until the lists were revealed. Now the lists have been revealed, so he's not anymore. But I- I've just I've seen him anytime I'm watching a stream. They're queuing into Just Saying. Like I don't mm-hmm. think he's stopped playing Hearthstone for the last like three weeks. <laughs> like he's just, all he's doing is playing Hearthstone every waking moment of, the, of every day. It's crazy.
0: He's just sitting there with some kind of intravenous feed to keep him, you know, healthy.
1: <laughs> I, it's it's nuts how much that guy freaking grinds. So he's he'd be another good pick, I think.
2: Yeah, like I said, there really there isn't a bad pick, really. I mean, Jao T is awesome, and uh, Tyler. We have like Tyler, Bloody Face, like Viper. I guess yeah, you you mentioned Viper, but mm-hmm. even Muzzy. Like, we haven't, through has, this conversation, has, we haven't even dropped Muzzy yet. Like, is another amazing uh, player. So, I just, I, I really feel like there's no bad pick this year, for sure. Except for possibly someone in Group C, because that one's just so unpredictable, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's a, a fitting, it's, it's play a, play it. a fitting end after we spent all of 2018 going, there's a lot of games, anyone else tired of watching all these games? Like, it, it did, it, it certainly looks like it worked like we got down to like 16 of the, the, the 16 best players in the world where you're looking at these groups and you just don't know who to call it for.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I have a good weekend of team.
1: Team.
0: I'm very curious to
1: see if Aliciana is as annoying as everybody thinks it's going to be. Um mm. I have a feeling I you know, I think most of these people made their lineups with the idea to potentially just try to not worry about the warrior and, and the uh, rogue and just try to beat something else, right? Like, they'll ban one of those, they'll expect to lose to the other one, and then they'll try to, like, not let the token druid through or something like yeah.
0: that.
1: Um, I feel like, though, the real strategy is probably be able to beat one of those decks, because giving free wins away, I don't like that as a strategy when you're trying to just win three games, right? Like, just being like, okay, well, I know that I won't sweep anybody. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I like some of the lineups for it. That's why I kind of picked those guys where I'm like, you got the mage. You're going to beat the warrior. You're not letting it through. Um, it's going to be I, It's this is the last chance that we get to like kind of think about these conquest scenarios playing out. So that's, well, that's the thing, right? Out.
2: I don't think that Aliciana is going to be that problematic this weekend, but I'm worried about it just in specialist format because it's just it makes the games go on forever. <laughs>
1: You, you know, yeah, uh, I'd heard people talk about banning it just in like the main deck, but allowing it in secondary and tertiary decks. That way, it's not uh, in the first game ever, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can put it in to because it is an important tech card for, say, a bomb warrior, right? And if you just refuse to let people be able to tech against the bomb warrior, is that really uh, is that really like healthy? You know, like just yeah you know, make it so that, oh, well, bombs is just super powerful now because there's no actual tech. There's no
2: counter, yeah.
1: So that would be, I think, interesting because then at least, you know, then, you know, okay, well, they can switch to it, but we don't have three Elysiana games in a row, right? Which I think is the thing everybody's concerned about.
2: Well, that's the thing that's happening right now in qualifiers is that these qualifier tournaments are going on for 15, 16 hours when this is supposed to be like the sped up format. But Well, (laughs) they're all
1: playing Control Warriors. Exactly, it's like a bunch yeah. of control warrior mirrors because they're trying to beat the rogue yeah so they have to play the control warrior which we're going to talk about when we get to the rogue but yeah but then they're all just playing control warrior mirrors, and they take forever yeah
0: yeah i mean I, we haven't seen a balance update yet i would assume that we're going to see one at some point we have a q a to talk oh. about in a bit too but i wanted to kind of get all the esports stuff out of the way and we still haven't discussed mm-hmm. grandmasters um and and Lysiana got brought up, so to jump ahead to it, they said that the concerns are noted and she's being monitored, which we're used to hearing that from from the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not as annoyed by it as I used to be because they have made faster changes uh, in in with recent sets. So yeah. I'm like, cool. It's yeah, we regular. know we're
2: not going to have to wait for a tech card I, to come out in the next I night.
1: honestly <laughs> think once this HCT finals is, has happened, we'll probably see some small tweaks right afterwards because it's kind of what they did last time and i would not put that like i just feel like that's the timing. It's just don't do it before hct right right like, we've given these guys their these new de- like they're all building off of rise uh you know rise of shadow yeah the new and if we were to the new expansion before, yeah but, right so yeah i'm i'm not super concerned until hct happens you know? yeah then I'll, then my clock will start ticking right yeah
2: mhm <laughs> mhm <laughs>
0: So, uh, anyways, starts Thursday. Going to be a lot of good Hearthstone games to watch. It's nine p.m.
1: until nine a.m. every night because it's in Taiwan. Yeah, because it's in Taiwan. Yep. So you know, wake up and watch the vods, or like what I'll probably do is I'll like put it on as I'm going to bed, and then I'll like watch whatever I missed in the morning or whatever. I won't care that much until it's really down to the top eight and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, like you want to see your favorite player play, but then yeah, once they're out, then.
1: It's just so much Hearthstone. I just I kinda tune in and out and semi pay attention and then yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will not be staying up all night to watch yeah. it.
0: <laughs> Anyone who's listened to me talk about any esport at all knows I've been on a StarCraft two kick again like crazy and I just I all I want to watch is Korean StarCraft Two and I just don't I can't watch that live. So I'm i I've been very I've been re uh trained to just consume my esports via VODs anyway, so this is fine. I'll just get up and it's cool, too, because I can, like, ask for recommendations. Like, hey, guys, what should I absolutely watch? And then I'll just go hunt it out. The other thing about
2: being able to watch the VODs is, like, there's so much skippable stuff in Hearthstone, I find.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of downtime in between matches and stuff. There so.
2: is, yeah. And all those little uh, videos that they play, like, yeah. the the questions with the devs and the casters and stuff. I mean they're fine i don't love them but they're fine when you see them the first time but then they play them 20 times over the course of a day and you're just
0: like no more please no more Donna can't take it you're as bad as commercials um yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. that stuff is so like
2: you can skip those
0: in the vod yeah. yeah that's that's the kind of thing that like when you're there watching it in person hanging out with your friends it's not as apparent but when you're at home on the couch you're just like let's move on yeah but uh you know it's, it's a live event you know, you got to fill time somehow. So it kind of goes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, before we move out of esports, um, a lot of Grandmasters announcements have come out, including all of the America's Grandmasters save for the 16th spot, which is going to go to whichever America's player has the best placement uh, in the final HCT finals.
2: Which is the same in Europe and um, APAC as well. They all yep. have each region has a spot reserved for the highest finishing player in yep. HCT world championship
0: yeah, so we now know how players were selected sort of <sighs> yeah.
1: they, they all have like a this is a top prize money earner, this is a top points earner type uh thing going along like so they're all like they, they tell us why they're qualified, but not exactly how that was done, right we don't know the internal like numbers or algorithms or whatever it is they use which i think it was probably just like you know you know when they have like a bunch of puppies and then they put like uh like who's going to win the world cup and then they put like two things of food out i think that's kind of <laughs> what they did here because <laughs> <laughs> because some of, is, some, ball, of
2: some, <laughs> yeah, some of this is name on each bowl they the puppies go yeah
1: some is completely nonsensical like i i mean i do think they picked the people that they wanted to be in and then also the people that um you know we're doing well this year but then there's guys like like strife crow who hasn't really even been playing hearthstone for the last you know year and a half or whatever right so
2: yeah and i think sure that's has
1: got prize money earner overall but
2: yeah that's my i think biggest problem with all of that. well i i kind of have two problems with the way hearthstone grandmasters has been handled First of all, it's just kind of the marketing around it because they said that this was going to be the pinnacle of Hearthstone esports. This is the be-all, end-all of competitive, underlying competitive Hearthstone, which is all fine and dandy, except then they they have these two spots per region that are reserved for Legends. And we have absolutely no idea what that means there's no transparency around the selection there at all and it just seems kind of like these are PR spots so sure. is this your pinnacle of hearthstone competition or is this the pinnacle of hearthstone marketing because those are two totally different leagues and maybe should be two totally different leagues so there's a uh, lot of okay. like there's a lot of um conversations being had around hearthstone grandmasters and the selection of the legend spots mm-hmm. in particular and people saying well no like this person should have been in or this person should have or this person is shouldn't be and this is the reasons why and everyone's coming from a place of either well these are like pr spots open for essentially like community contributors or "Well, no, this is competitive hearthstone so you have to look at their track record and Hearthstone, like Blizzard, has done this to themselves, and there's so many people in the community getting beat up over this right now, because Blizzard has been not transparent at all, with any of the selections, but I think the legend spots are the most problematic. Well,
0: how can you be transparent about the legend spots? Because it really, at the end of they the day... They
1: shouldn't exist. It, it, it shouldn't
0: exist. It's a popularity it. contest.
1: Yeah. I, I'll do devil's advocate the legend spots. This is the first year that they're doing this, and there are some people who they just want to be there and i and i totally understand that there's um, there's backlash about that and i don't think that it's like wrong to have backlash but i also think that it's okay for the first initial year to do stuff like um like, like i do think that they could have done a better job of, of being transparent about it yes and i also think maybe it would have been a good idea to just put at least one woman in each region uh, rather than like just randomly put them put one in one and like that kind of thing so i i also think yes they could have done a better job picking these but if these players don't don't belong by next season they won't be there right because there is the relegation right so i think it's okay to do this for the first year as long as they stick to their guns when it comes to how people move in and out of these things going forward right because you do have to start somewhere
0: yeah but we also i mean we had the the debate on if there is enough relegation, which
1: well, sure, that that's that's a separate debate. But I mean, like the relegation exists, and so they need to like
0: yeah. But I think I, I see if it as don't,
1: a don't belong. They will be the ones relegated. Yeah, right? I just because see it as an additional piece
0: of of causing yeah. the friction, or the, that is like the discussion around this. Like we were already lo- looking at this with an eyebrow raised when they said more info to come but it will include your, your your the the best players and your favorite personalities and i'm like all right invites they're gonna do invites this actually isn't strictly a competitive uh uh tier um which you know it, at a certain point i don't know like the, i feel the like conversation just boils down to it's their prerogative to do whatever the hell they want yeah. with their competition. And whether you like it or not is is up to you personally, and it actually hasn't unfolded, so this might end up being one of the better Hearthstone tournaments we've seen. Me personally, it, the fact that you're selling it as the pinnacle of competition, I'm like, well, that's, it's a little disingenuous. And kind of yeah, so that's this. my point is
2: that they build this as the pinnacle of Hearthstone competition that the Grandmasters were the be-all, end-all. That's what everyone needs to strive for. You have to work your way up through their three-tiered competitive system to get to the top. And so if this is supposed to be the top of their competition, then I don't think that community personalities have any space in, in there. I mean, especially when you've got, you know, your tra- top points, your top prize money, like those are both, objectively measurements of how you have fared in competitive Hearthstone. So it just seems to me like these legend spots are basically a publicity stunt. And even that, so if you look at it that way, as they're just like, there's going to be some legend spots, there's going to be some community com- um, community contributors. Then I think that's a like kind of part two of the conversation, Dills, you brought up the, the women in Hearthstone thing and how Pathra is the only woman who's been invited to Grandmaster's and so if you look at those two spots objectively as just places for the Hearthstone community then even if you don't look at it as like a 1 out of 48 spots went to a woman but instead 1 out of 6 legend spots went to a woman it's a huge missed opportunity i think to um to highlight some of the community co- um community contributors like Cora like Gia like they should absolutely be in Grandmasters if there are community contribution spots.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think they probably should have done two spots per region, one to a female, one to a male. And if, and if they're gonna do it this way, then that's okay. Uh, and and I think you're right, like don't sell it as the pinnacle of, of Hearthstone Esports, which I to me, I personally, as soon as they said there was community invites, I said, Oh, well then it's not. Um like, so... Well, but there's you know, a lot of people... I, I didn't feel sold that way. Like, I didn't... There's,
2: feel- but there's a lot of people that did. There's a lot of people in the community that are saying these legend spots, like, you know, Cora doesn't deserve to be there because she's never well, shes not there, in... So I
1: don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're out <laughs> that were, she was... There were a
2: lot of people who were considered for Hearthstone Grandmasters yeah. and then so are getting automatic invites to Masters in Vegas because they were told not to compete in any of the Open Cups. Mm. So she was one of the people who was considered for Grandmasters and then didn't get the spot. And so and a lot of people are saying this is the pinnacle of esports. So she shouldn't be there because she's never played in like an HCT seasonal championship. But what nobody's talking about is the fact that none of the casters points are allowed to count towards HCT championships. They haven't ever been in the past because technically they work for Blizzard. Cora has plenty of high legend finishes, but she's not allowed to compete in HCT or hasn't been in the past. So yeah. like,
1: I don't know. It's just all well, of no, it. I mean, I don't think, yeah. Like ridiculous. Raven and Saddle shouldn't be there. Yeah. And shouldn't be there. And Cora shouldn't be there. I don't I, like, yeah. Cora shouldn't be there. She's a caster. She should be casting. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, okay. Maybe she's trying to transition into a player. Cause I know, you know, she did play in the, yeah.
2: Well, in the WSOE,
1: so if that's yeah. the case. She could, in my mind, she'd be allowed to forfeit her casting spot to be to be like, I want to try to be a player now. Mm-hmm. I don't think she did that. I don't understand why there's people who are freaking out. People <laughs> just like to beat up on Cora. as far as I can tell. Yeah, they really well, yes, do. Yeah, that's... <laughs> which is silly more and
0: more true. uh, Sadly, every time you run a search (laughs) for Korra on the subreddit, like it's just, it's ridiculous. You're
1: going to beat up on anybody though, Jocelyn. You're right. You beat up on blizzard and their esports team because you, you, if you disagree with this, you disagree with this. I think I just, my personal opinion is that it's fine for the first one. It's fine for the first one where you have to start somewhere and you're initially starting with this. And this is what they decided to start with. But it's like, if you, if you now put these rules into place and you allow people to attempt to qualify, Uh, then please don't ever then go back and be like, you know what, we actually do want to put Patra back in, even though she should have been relegated, or we do want to put Zelay back in, even though, you know, because we just want him to be there. If that starts to happen, then I will, yes, I will, like, quit Hearthstone Esports and be like, this is stupid. And maybe a community, like, because if people want the pinnacle of competition, then maybe what ends up happening is somebody, a community-type thing starts that's not blizzard related at all where they're like no we're going on hard data to find the top players right and maybe that then can gain traction because people will look at this as a joke so i hope that this doesn't end up being a joke but
2: uh honestly i I mean
1: blizzard should be more hands off about all this stuff because maybe they're not the best at this right (laughs) uh God, yeah, uh, it's such a loaded <laughs> Maybe topic. Maybe they're better at making the game, not making yeah, the sport, not
2: making the esport. And I think that's almost also like one of the big pieces here is this feels super like heavy handed and like Blizzard is just right in it without being transparent, without telling us what's going on, without telling the players what's going on. And it feels a whole lot like because the um, I guess, qualifications for grandmasters, like what players should have been striving for over the past year or apparently three or four years like none of that was made available to the players ahead of time so it allows blizzard to kind of tailor their qualifications to who they want to see in the league or that's what it feels like anyways and it's like if they had said there's going to be a grandmaster league which obviously they didn't know let's be honest they threw this together in a few months so it makes it really hard to be transparent and put all of the qualifications and stuff out there ahead of time. But it might have been better for players like, because there's a lot of players who seem like they were right on the cusp of making it into this league and didn't make it and feel like they've wasted their time. And Sidonia is one of them. And he, like, said, you know, like I am the number eight all time earner in North America, I've finished top 16 in HCT points. Like, he's a very competitive player who just didn't quite make it maybe what he should have been doing for the past year instead of going to every HCT tour stop is he should have been focusing on streaming and making himself a community personality. Like, but none of this was available ahead of time. And I know that they have to start somewhere, but all of this feels like Blizzard is way too hands-on in the weeds and kind of like putting their favorite players forward. And it just kind of, it's put a bit of a sour taste in my
1: mouth that's fair i think you can now vote as a viewer and be like i don't want to watch it yeah uh i think that's totally fair but it's also it's also blizzard's complete right to do this if this is what they're doing this is their invention they're you know creating it so it's uh i'm i'm just i'm okay with it i don't it's like it's to me it's just like a thing that i don't need to be mad at in life is that cydonia didn't make it into this thing but i do understand like yeah, that sucks for him, but there was going to be a lot of players who were going to be close yeah. and didn't make it, right? There's only 16 spots in each region, so well,
2: maybe not that many have,
1: players. There,
2: I was going to say, maybe there. it should have been a bigger league. Maybe there should have been more spots. You know, there's so many different maybes in this, but I think, mm-hmm. Dills, I'm kind of on the same page as you with, like, I just hope if this is the system that they've settled on, because I feel like we have changed Hearthstone Esports every freaking year. Like, mm-hmm. if this is what they've settled on, just yeah. do it and leave it alone and let the system sort itself out like don't get back in there and you know like cancel relegations or you know add more spots because you know like muzzy gets kicked out or you know like just just don't touch it just make yeah, your once it's in like, place make in. your rules and just keep it don't cancel it like you did with Hearthstone Masters like just just <laughs> Freaking do it, goddamn
1: I know for one year. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, crazy. can we
2: just have two years in a row of Hearthstone Esports
1: that's the same? <laughs> just or just some yeah, just like I want it to I want it to be like feel like we're moving forward each year, right? And like I uh people in chat are saying, you know, Magic has had some similar issues like this too in the past because they want to have faces that people know at their tournaments, right? Because when you're watching magic and you don't know what the hell's going on with the cards like Hearthstone has the advantage of being easier to just watch if you don't know what the hell is going on right magic <laughs> doesn't have that advantage at all so they definitely need to have some personalities right uh and i think you know maybe blizzard is trying to be a little bit too much <clears throat> focusing on what has happened in the past and not forging off and starting a new path of their own but uh yeah it's like if this starts to if we start to just pare down to it now, it's just definitely the best players, and we know who the best players are because year after year they continue to perform in this thing. Then it'll be great. In like two, three years, it'll be fantastic. But yeah, there's growing pains around this. It's just I, I just I looked at it and I said, okay, I get what they're doing, and then I just was like, fine, do it. I'll watch or I won't. Like I'll just i will you know I'll keep my eyes on it, but I didn't immediately like feel rage inside. Like apparently a lot of people did.
0: You yeah know, it's just, i mean yeah you know. I, I like originally honestly i just like sighed i'm like yep self-fulfilling prophecy like this is what i assumed it yeah. was going to be and it was going to be weird and not a, and, and and murky um and this is more or less where we have found ourselves. uh but yeah i mean i'm in the same boat as where you two are ending up which is well let's just i guess see where we go from here because this is what's happening the only thing i'm like truly mad about is the rampant sexism that is being levied at people like Cora, who I'm using as an example because uh, I follow her on Twitter and I've seen a lot of comments from her in recent days about all of the crap that she's been getting as a result of this, which I just think is unacceptable and we should be better better than this as a community and as gamers. Yeah.
1: You know, I I heard people saying, well, she took like a, a man spot or whatever. Like all that stuff is stupid. These are legend spots. They're not man or woman spots. They're just legend spots uh but the fact of the matter is without the legend spots if it was pure competition there would be zero women in here so uh i don't know like it's it's whatever like well, the whole, that's, like, that's, a whole there, that's a
2: whole that's a whole other conversation that i really don't think that we need to get into no, right now no. because you have a hard out time sure. but the entire women competing in esports thing is a whole beast in and of itself. And oh, sure. I mean, yeah. you guys can totally hit me up in the discord if you want to have this conversation, because I have many, many thoughts on it, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think my, if my not, preference now, now been, is not the time. <laughs> yeah. One woman, one guy for each of the legend spots. And then just, and you just kind of understand what's going on. That would have been sweet, but it's not what happened. Yep.
0: Weird stuff. I guess we'll see how Grandmasters masters plays out. And I guess also see if we stick with something for more than a year. Time will tell, and it's very weird on like the eve of the HCT finals, which it looks like it's just going to kick ass. Um, like I'm like now I'm suddenly like am I wanting HCT to kick, stick around after a right? It's
1: just yeah, very I mean, weird. Oh God, if this starts and it sucks, and then like, and <laughs> HCT was so awesome, we're going to be real sad. But we'll yeah,
0: see. and no. Uh, also, hey, that esports team, guys, there's not much of it left, and they're hiring for it, and there's a whole kit and caboodle of drama around that right now. It's weird. Things are weird in Hearthstone Esports. But. I'm gonna watch some games this weekend, I guess. <laughs> we'll see where we go from there. Um, let's talk about the game itself, because there was a Rise of Shadows developer QA conducted on the official forums uh, just yesterday. Uh, we're gonna skip through quite a quite a bit, but some of the bigger highlights is uh, the the first thing right off the bat because I haven't been grumbly enough is they have discussed nerfing Barnes and Blood Bloom Blood Bloom, but they are waiting to collect more data. And I just go what? <laughs> well, Barnes has been
1: around forever. I think its the data should be fairly solid there. the the, the I think the problem is. We're collecting more data. The data isn't really the issue on the win rate of Barnes. It's on the win rate of Barnes on four or Barnes on three. Uh, I don't know if they're looking at the right data, right? Because Barnes being in your deck may not make your your deck have like a super high win rate, but Barnes on three makes it so we didn't play a game of Hearthstone, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's stupid. I think the Bloodbloom thing is fine. I know people are freaking out about this Bloodbloom deck, Um I played some of it in Wild, and you know, you just—I I think it loses to a lot of stuff. I really don't think it's that crazy. Sometimes it goes off, yes, but when it goes off, isn't that kind of what Wild is all about, right? Like when I when I look at it and like something crazy happens or whatever, I'm like, that was sweet, and it doesn't feel to me like the Sea Witch thing where it's like it's happening every freaking game and it's insane. Um, maybe if they wanted to nerf something, they could nerf that new card or something. Make it cost more health. I don't know. I think it's fine. But yeah, Barnes. Yes, let's change it.
0: It's it's at that point. Like they've changed things in the past because it feels bad, even if yeah. the stats are like, no, it's fine. It, it, it's it's in an acceptable margin of error for win rate. It's not you know <laughs> degenerate. Um, yeah. But we've we've seen cards like Barnes changed in the past for the exact reason that you know feels bad so why are we still having this conversation with barnes
1: yeah it's just time to do something right like mm-hmm. can we just stop talking about it because yeah. it's not there anymore yeah. just nerf it to six mana and no one will care
0: yeah right? like even 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 though i agree with it like i agree like i'm with everyone who's like ah, oh, barnes comes down and i hate this game and i'm like yeah i'm with you i do too but really at the top of it i'm just sick of talking about barnes <laughs> can we just nerf him and move on with our lives yeah exactly um yeah uh hall of fame cards are brought up they said replacements for hall of fame cards are done internally and they should come out before the next expansion so some more replacement cards on the way
1: one mana give me a random thing or or what what's druid gonna get right because they just lost Uh, card.
0: well druid (laughs) ramp was brought up and said that we will see more ramp in the future But but it wasn't brought up like connected to this so i don't think they're talking about replacement for hall of fame cards Okay. So maybe something that gives you a treant.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd guess too, right? Yeah. Yeah. One mana two, two. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, it couldn't be. That
1: actually wouldn't be a bad card because right now the token druids are literally playing the single one drop, the little acorn guy, acorn man. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's my new thing now is whenever I don't remember the name of a card, it's just whatever the thing does plus guy or man (laughs) or dude. (laughs) so you got banana man acorn man acorn man yeah <laughs> good I just too many cards now to remember all their freaking names
0: no, no totally I, mean, I was always bad at it anyway like yeah. i think it was after um after next Ramos. it was just it was i'm done it, I, I will describe <laughs> a card by We're mana really cost on. and stats <laughs> Mana cost and stats yeah. is how it, the the two two that uh, throws a knife. I know it's knife weapon, girl. But, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Squirrel girl. I like that. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Extra points <laughs> if you can rhyme it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, new game modes is a topic they're still interested in, according to them. Good to know. Uh. Okay. <laughs>
2: I oh, mean, come on, Garrett. You put in the notes you were going to blow a raspberry, literally.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, what about new game modes? There's still a topic we're interested in. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, can't be I mature about this. I was expecting
1: them to say we're definitely putting one in and it's coming out next month. So <laughs> I'm glad said that they didn't no say plans. like it's not a focus of ours right yeah. now. I'm glad that they said we're interested in it.
0: Because they need to be, because they need to do something. I freaking hope they are. (laughs) Well, they already
2: said there's no new game modes for 2019, right? So, Hey, guys,
0: I'm interested in stopping at red light so I don't die. Mm. (laughs) I'm interested in drinking water, enough of it in a day to keep myself healthy.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my Lord. Some of these. But see, those are things that I'm like, okay, yeah. Sure, like we've we've learned nothing here,
0: yeah. like, uh, <laughs> right?
2: Well, but and like, like but, this is kind of all the Q and As kind of go like this, right? As people ask all these questions, it's like maybe yeah, this one is cute. one they just shouldn't have answered. Like the problem here of is the one answer
1: they <laughs> already gave us the A that there's no new game modes in twenty nineteen, yeah. and then yet yeah. we're still just like, hey man, game modes, hey man, game modes, and it's kind of like. You know, like when a little kid won't shut up and keep asking you stupid questions, and you're just like, Are we there yet? Are we there but yet? Why? Are we there yet? But
0: why? And why? It's just like, dude, Yeah, I already freaking told you. It's not happening right now. Except in this case, the kid should be like, why weren't we there two years ago? That's the question the child should be asking. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, legendary spells and weapons, they're <laughs> not off the table entirely. Uh, There's, you know, still in the minds of the folks making this game. So they're not written off entirely. So we may see legendary spells or weapons in the future. It's, it's not like they're never going to make another one.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting card archetype. It would be weird if they just never, ever did them again. Right. So,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes sense. Um, they said that a big goal, uh, for the game this year is to redefine the strengths and weaknesses of each class. Hmm. Which is, I
2: like that. That feels like they're focusing back on kind of class identity a little bit more. Say, like, okay, these guys are good at this, but bad at this all yeah. the way across the board. Instead of so, like, because for a, a little while there, it felt like we were getting a little bit homogenized. I mean, Druid is the most obvious example where, you know, they were good at wide board removal and single target removal and also making tokens, but also having big things and, mm-hmm. you know, ramping mana and healing and armoring. And yeah, like they, so. I think that we're getting away from that now, which is good. And I'd like to see them focus again on making it feel like when I play Rogue, I'm playing a Rogue. And when I'm playing a Warrior, I'm playing a Warrior.
1: Yep. I'd say it feels pretty good right now. I, I kind of know. Yeah. Class, yeah. I'm like, this is what my class can do. Right. Like, it was kind of weird. The rotation weird the helped was a the lot. Best, I I think. Class, right. That was just yeah.
2: bizarre. Uh huh. Well, and that druid could get the most armor, like, but the rotation helped. I think, that, that, a
0: that was a big trigger for me. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, bring me, bring me Jade's back. Bring me jades. I'm so done I'll with armor. over fifty armor on a druid. <laughs> At least I can like pyroblast you past the jade. This is dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> Uh, there's currently no plans and this is, I've been seeing headlines all over the place. This is making waves. There's no plans to extend the legendary protection rule to Epic cards. This to me is like the new game modes. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I wasn't expecting this. But yeah, but this, this is something that really the
2: community has been asking for for quite a long time to help because the cost of Hearthstone has been going up so much. And so if I could open all my card packs and never get duplicates of legendaries and epics until I had all of them, that would help a whole lot with the amount of cost of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, they don't seem to be looking at the economy of the game at all. So I wasn't surprised by this answer.
0: <laughs> right. And, and And I mean, this is always the kind of thing that I... <sighs> I don't know about the relationship between whoever actually calls the shots on the cost of the game and the people that develop the game, but there's definitely some sort of relationship there. And I, this is the kind of thing where I look at, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure if it was just up to the developers, they would probably make this change. Sure. And I also, I also don't think
1: though that I think people overestimate how much this would help. Like if you opened only 50 packs, you're not going to have opened like seven duplicate epics. That'll be a super edge case, right? Yeah. Um, it's the people who open two hundred packs who this will really help. Uh so I don't know. It's like I understand people are just like, I need all the edges and all the things and give me more stuff, Blizzard. It's like this is really not gonna do that much. I think it I don't know. I, I think people are making more out of this than than really they should.
2: Well just the cost of crafting, right? And the fact that epic cards are actually useful, whereas they used to be you know, fun or different, or you know, but now they're actually really good cards. So I mean, you just you talked about it off the top of the show with making your golden epics and how well, much that
1: hurt your dust balance. But that that golden epic I talked about was a prep. That was yeah a classic card. They they have always been somewhat useful. There, but you're right. There was there were also ones that were like super weird and edge. But with cool. all the classic packs that you've ever
2: opened, <laughs> what if you just had opened that? card instead of not having to craft it
1: (laughs) well i did i just crafted it golden
2: yeah i get
1: yeah
0: (laughs) significantly (laughs) i'm sure i've
1: opened preparation many times
0: (laughs) i may have opened a golden one probably dusted at some point to make another card but yeah (laughs) crazy I, i mean a lot of people i feel have their knives out for hearthstone right now i mean we we ourselves have not been like shy about some of our stronger opinions about where the game is lacking, Um but I, I think this yeah. might be a bit of an overreaction on this particular bullet point.
1: I, I just think, yeah, we need to be like realistic with the things that we give Blizzard crap about and not just give <laughs> them crap about every single thing. It's like, it gets overwhelming, right? Where we're like, hey, yeah. man, and this too, and this too, and you're like, mm. like, I They have given us a lot more. I mean, they literally just gave us a whole bunch of packs of all the standard stuff just for like logging in each day. Right. Um, my, and, and I was actually on my free to play account the other day and I was like, the biggest thing that they gave me is the build a deck function with the cards that I have that allows me to just say, I need to get this priest quest done and I have this limited collection and I just say, build a deck and it builds me the highest win rate deck with the cards I have. And then I can actually win. And it's like, this is so much easier than it used to be when I had to, like, pour over my limited collection and figure out how to possibly build a deck with this. Uh, so I, it's like, players have overlooked a lot of things, I think, and they're still focused on duplicate epics. Mm-hmm. You know. But, you know, whatever. It's I uh, I understand people are... People can be uh, a little overzealous sometimes about things.
0: <laughs> a little tunnel vision. Yep. So... Uh, on class number ones, I they said they're uh, at that adding a new cosmetic reward for medium to long term uh, goals is something that they want to improve on. This is kind of in line with things we've seen in the past. Yeah, I think Pixar
2: even used the term medium and long term goals in his last Q and A. So like, right. again, this isn't really new. <laughs> I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's just when I see things like mentioned multiple times in, in that way, I'm like, oh, I think it might actually be coming, maybe sooner rather than later. Um, versus, I don't know. I don't actually have a good example. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a time where they mentioned something over and over again and we didn't actually end up getting it. Uh, Like a ladder revamp. (laughs) It's better
2: than saying that cosmetic rewards are something they're interested in.
0: (laughs) Fair. Fair, Jocelyn. (laughs) Anyways, uh, before we move into strategy and talk about this new aggressive version of a Tempo Rogue, uh, let's thank our sponsor today, Away Luggage, for sponsoring this episode of The Angry Chicken. You can check out their offerings of just amazing luggage over to waytravel.com slash tac by the way if you use the code tac you will get 20 dollars off your order um if you're unfamiliar with a away uh, it, i mean again it's just very nice luggage the, the, and also if you are like us and like to play games while you're traveling both sizes of the carry-on the carry-on and the aptly named bigger carry-on have internal batteries for charging you can get roughly five iphone charges out of these internal batteries um and also, by the way, I, when they said they were internal, I'm like, "Oh, they they must be stuck in the suitcase." They don't; they pop out very easily. It's super convenient to charge these things the night before you go. You don't have to like roll your bag over to the closest like outlet to charge I it. I
2: totally thought that's what I had to do, and my suitcase was sitting in my living room, yeah. and then
0: yes. yeah,
1: I was like, you "Oh can wait, take there's a so little." Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Also, it, you
1: are required to take them out if you uh, check them, right? Is that what it is? I, I remember so, they actually. told me I had to take yeah. the battery out. So it's really yeah. easy to just pop it out. So
0: I wonder if they didn't notice it was
1: in there because they've never asked me to do that. <laughs> really? I, I well, if
2: you it carry didn't... it on, it's fine because it's in a pressurized cabin. Oh, oh yeah. Like... The lithium I think you own. check yeah. it, they yeah. force
1: you to take the battery out. Yeah. 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 Gotcha, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Which well, I
1: never check it because it's the perfect size to carry on. It's the only bag I ever bring now. I never check anything anymore. Yeah,
0: Actually, you, you bring up a good point. I've never had to check my away luggage because, um, yeah, I have the smallest size carry on, which I love. It's perfect for like a four-day con trip. It's the best so good hey, with
2: that I'm, going like 10 technology, days. I'm going on a week like i'm going down to dallas at the end of may and this is the only bag i'm bringing
1: yeah well yeah.
2: the so technology much. it's right? the smooshing technology You're i don't even the- know how but it can hold a week of my crap and i have a lot
0: <laughs> depends on where i'm going
2: <laughs> travel light
0: yeah it depends on where, if i'm going to key west where the the like the the, the freaking uh like the dress code is please have pants on yeah i can pack for a month <laughs> <laughs> so uh check them out they've got free shipping to the lower 48 states a 100 day return policy and a lifetime warranty on top of all of this for Tac listeners i already mentioned it but i'll mention it again for 20 dollars off a suitcase visit awaytravel.com slash tac and use the promo code tac during checkout we thank them for their support we thank you for upgrading your luggage over to awaytravel.com slash tac now it's time to talk a little strategy specifically Agro Rogue, aka Tempo Rogue. I've been calling it Aggro Tempo Rogue. Here you go. <laughs> it is very hard.
1: You wanna blow something
2: up? <laughs> 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 Time to pay.
0: So, Dills, in your words, uh, this is the deck that is kind of dictating the meta.
2: I think yeah. we should call it Aggro.
0: Aggro. Agrogue? Ag-rog? <laughs> okay, sir. <sure. laughs> Th- this Tem- this deck Temgro. is... Temgro. Uh... Temgro Rogue. <laughs> How do we put aggro and tempo together? Can someone... I mean, it does generate a lot of tempo, though, and the tempo
1: then turns into face damage very quickly, and then it also yeah. has a way to burst you down.
0: Yeah, depending on what fan site you're looking at, this may be called aggro rogue, this may be called tempo rogue. Um, it's. I
1: just, fun. I don't know, it's got these plays that... I. It, okay, it also charges at your face quite a bit. But I think it still it still counts as tempo because what it does is effectively tries to uh, do the most stuff with the least amount of mana on earlier power turns than you do, right? So there's you know think about like token druid and stuff like that. Like right now, what token druid does is actually kind of sits back for a while and then suddenly generates a crap ton of stuff and makes it sticky. Um, what this does is like turns. One, two, three, four, five, six are all just like ah, I'm coming at you, and if you're the <laughs> other deck, you're just like I, I need to stop having to react to your stuff so I can do my thing. But nobody can do that because this one just, just keeps coming at you and then kills. But
0: you. but then even if they do do their thing, you still have all of this control and tempo that you can unleash. Uh, you can still- well,
1: that's the thing. It's like a card like SAP. This is why I call it. I would say tempo is the correct term for it. A card like Sap is just an ultimate tempo card, right? It's like, whatever you did for seven mana, I undid for two, and then I did five more mana worth of stuff,
0: mm-hmm. right? And, and sometimes that, and that five more mana worth of stuff is making the world's biggest Van Cleef.
1: Sure. Or sometimes <laughs> it's just playing a Waggle Pick and two Dread Corsairs. Oh my God. like that, <laughs> Which happens so often with this deck so, because of Raiding Party. Raiding Party is, I think, if they were to look at a card to adjust here because I think waggle pick on its own, not really that big of a deal. But waggle pick when you could definitely draw it with pirates that always go with it and do stuff with it. Oh my God, that's really good. Right. Oh, yeah, because you, yeah,
2: you've got deck hands that charge with a weapon. You've mm-hmm. got the corsairs that get cheaper with a weapon and you've got Greenskin that buffs the weapon. That buffs so,
0: the weapon. Yeah. So everything is a weapon <laughs> everything a you
2: pull is good. Yeah. <laughs> In combination.
1: Yeah. And then you prep raiding party. And then you do it for zero mana. Draw three cards that all go well together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's insane, dude. <laughs> it is really, really good. And uh, so I, I don't know. I, I do expect something to happen here. But for right now, if you are just looking to climb as fast as possible, it's probably just go with this. The only deck that really counters it right now, in my opinion, is the warrior deck. And then you kind of, you kind of beat everything else, right? So. Um, Yeah,
2: literally everything else. Like if you go over to look at the matchups, everything is green Green. except Control Warrior. warrior. Every single matchup you're favored. Some of them like are close to 50-50, but you're still favored and most of them are 60,
0: 70, 80. (laughs) (laughs) it's strong. To say the least, um, yeah. God, I wish I could remember who tweeted. Someone tweeted out it was like not a meme, but basically a meme, which is like all these people asking for warrior to get nerfed, and rogue is just sitting here like, yes. I wish I could remember who made that tweet, but uh, well,
1: I know Kibler's been very, mm-hmm. very uh, Kibler, Firebat, a bunch of people have been very vocal about they think that rogue is the biggest issue right now because well, it's, it's forcing the
2: warrior meta. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's forcing people to play control warrior, and control warrior is then making some games unfun for other people because it's like I can't play my Control Shaman. You know, I can't play my whatever because Control Warrior just beats me. Um, I think that one one of the problems we have right now and, you know, I, I saw Ixar's response was, well, maybe some of this is just part of a healthy meta because things counter other things and blah, blah, blah. But I think the problem is if I'm going to play a tempo deck, why would I play any other tempo deck than this rogue deck, Right. Like, why would I play, you know, a Tempo Warrior Rush deck? Why would I play a, a Tempo uh, Druid deck? Or, why, you know, like, the, you could say the Healed Druid could potentially be considered, like, a Tempo deck because you do the double four-fours on five. Like, why would I do anything other than this deck? And then if I'm going to play Control, why would I do anything other than Warrior? And then if I'm going to be Combo, why would I do anything other than, you know what I mean? That's the problem is, like, when you get into the archetypes are literally limited to one class or one version of that archetype. That's where I think you fall into a problem where then the meta feels unhealthy because I don't get choices. I I feel locked into these things, right? I feel like I must play this deck, not I choose to play this deck. And well, I
2: think that that's probably going to be a problem at the start of every rotation, right? Because we just <laughs> are inherently playing with a smaller pool of cards, so it's a problem that will kind of solve itself the closer to the end of the year we get.
1: I mean, that is once more cards are there, obviously, but I, but I do think that you need to be a little careful because okay, so right now in Magic, the Gathering, I can play uh, weenie weenie white token deck aggro. I could play <laughs> red deck wins aggro. I can play. Mono blue aggro, I can, and all these things are decent. So mm-hmm. when I have, when I say I want to be an aggro player, I'm an aggro player. I have then choices within that spectrum, right? And I think right now in Hearthstone, if I say I'm an aggro player, I'm playing this. I just, you know, it's like yeah. we need to have the, choices within architecture. Yeah, I'm not arguing it, that at all. Yeah. But that's what makes it feel unfun, right to, right? to a lot of people, is when they when they then feel like they log in and it's like, this is the deck I just like, but it's not nearly as good as this other thing. It's like, Oh, it just, it makes it feel bad. Right. It's just right. Oh, so. well, that's
0: kind of what we were talking about earlier is like getting into like the, the tunnel vision of any type of discussion about how to improve the game or what, or what you think team five should be working on. It applies here too. when we're talking about like the, the greater meta mm-hmm. I, I, right now, like if I could take a meta break and, and talk about the meta and, and less so the road deck directly right now is that, um, we were talking about Elysiana a lot earlier in the show and concerns around that card and desires for it to get uh, changed to make the next format of esports, which isn't even really in the spotlight right now because of HCT, more interesting. But so so what's what's the issue? Is Aliciana the issue or is the power of warrior the issue? And if the if the answer comes up, the power of warrior, well, what do we do? Because if we nerf warrior, suddenly this rogue deck just starts running away. Uh, yeah. entirely yeah. like it already pretty much is um, and so there's just three things very quickly that all kind of interlink with one another you've got folks like you've got hazard in the chat room who's like oh well the bigger issue with like yes having few cards at the start of the of a, of a rotation is an issue but then the, we also get into the discussion of the problem of classic and basic cards and their power and how the mm-hmm. meta do- as much as it changes it doesn't change enough with each rotation because those cards never change Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not wrong. <laughs>
1: no. I mean, look at this deck and tell me that one of the, like, one of the biggest things that's making this deck go is Leroy Jenkins. Right. Mm-hmm. That card will never go away. One of the biggest things making this deck go is Edwin Van Cleef. That card is not going to go away. Preparation. And stab and, and shadow step. Like how much of this deck is classic cards? And yeah. then, you know, and Dread Corsair and Captain Greenskin. Then you just throw in, like, we just make Waggle Pick. And we're like, oh my god, look at how all this came together. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> but like um, some of this, like Captain Greenskin, I look at as someone who hasn't seen a lot of him in Standard and go, cool, it's really cool that this card is seeing a lot of play. I know he's all over the place with freaking pirate rogues in, in Wild, but if you've only been playing Standard, you probably haven't seen a ton of him. So that's kind of neat that Captain Greenskin is back. But yeah, you look at something like Leroy, and you're like, yeah, how many times have I heard have I died to Leroy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, it's, we, it's it's, been it's fine.
1: I don't know. It's just uh, it's just I think the other the other cards are probably the issue and i think that we should be rotating some classic stuff but agree. real agree. quick though we should probably talk about the actual strategy of playing this deck yes uh, yes hit <laughs> them in the go... face
0: with your waggle pick that's probably a lot of damage
1: so yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh when you're going second there's actually a lot of differences in your mulligan right um so when i'm going first i'm looking for like hench clan thug i'm looking for like you're always looking for miscreant i mean that's just that card is insane And you're always looking for raiding party. But when you're going first, I'm also looking for like hench clan thug. I'm looking for backstab, south sea, that kind of stuff where I can then kind of start the train, right, and get you know get the train moving. And then when you're going second, you're kind of like looking for these combo pieces. So Edwin Van Cleef, still evil miscreant because coin miscreant on two is just insane. Uh, And then like I also like to keep things like SI and stuff like that. But you're kind of like looking for a big spiky turn going second, and first you're kind of looking for do stuff each turn, run you over, right mm-hmm. um, one thing to be a little bit cautious about, by the way, because this deck is so meta defining is don't make a big van cleef while you have a waggle pick out, and it's your only minion just don't mm-hmm. do just don't do that. <laughs> everybody is running double ooze right now, uh and you put so a make bunch sure of cards you're careful with your waggle be careful with your waggle pick, guys <laughs> yep. uh keep it in your pants, but yeah it's uh, <laughs> It's if you, if you put a bunch into a Van Cleef and then they destroy your waggle pick and you lose the Van Cleef. It, it, really
0: it is it, most likely safe in the mirror matchup.
1: Like that's... <laughs> the, yeah, actually, the mirror used yeah. to be running... The, the Rogue Deck itself used to be running oozes. Mm-hmm. Then people realized... No, I don't need to counter your stuff. I just need to kill you. So yeah. I, I just put in all the stuff that does the So, stuff I so want, this right? was
0: this was a deck I've been meaning to play and just hadn't gotten around to. And when you posted in 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 our our, our Slack that we used to, to play in the show deals that you wanted to cover this, I'm like, oh thank you for reminding me. I've been wanting to play this. Uh, and I go in for my first game. Uh, it's against another rogue, and I uh, I had the coin, and uh, God, I wish I could remember all the cards I had, but I opened with a 12-12 Van Cleef. Like, it was just stupid. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my wacko pick out, because I was like, you're a rogue! You don't have
1: ooze! hmm And there's a couple things you'll notice about this version of the deck, too. It is not running, like, Blink Fox and uh, the Here. new... The new pirate, the new four three pirate, and it's not running the vendetta.
0: Yeah, vendetta. Yeah, that's that's the one where I was like, oh yeah. Well, I guess I mean with how aggressive this is, you don't need vendetta. That still doesn't mean that. I, I, but I was talking to someone uh, over the weekend. I think while I was playing WoW, and they're like, hey, what do you, what do you think? We we enjoying Hearthstone right now? I'm like, well, I've been enjoying Tempo Rogue. I wasn't playing Aggro yet, and I'm, and we got onto this conversation about just how insane of a card Vendetta ended up being. Like, it's still a really good card, but it's just unnecessary in this archetype.
1: Yeah, the thing is, is that you can play that version of the Rogue too, and it's still really good. It's just this one, I think, is the more streamlined, meta-defining one that you're seeing at, like, Top Legend, right? Um, the, there is still plenty of people playing Blink Foxes, Vendettas, the, the new Thug. Like the there's, there's tons of people playing that version of the deck and doing great. Because one thing that that deck does is it plays... Every game feels different because you get random cards and you don't you know and like you never run out of gas with that deck that's one thing that's frustrating about that deck is it's still putting a lot of tempo out but while it's not running out of cards i mean you're like come on man you're supposed to be running out of cards right now <laughs> uh which they don't this deck does kind of do that except for the miscreant reload um but this deck doesn't really need to draw cards it just needs to kill your face. Draw good cards and go face <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so you can if you if you're looking at this deck and you're going Dills, this doesn't look like a fun deck. Sure, go play the fun one. It's actually fine too. It's just not as good as this one, I think. So, I, I'm just I'm just presenting you guys the one that I think is the thing that's changing the meta the most uh, and has to be played around and is just getting played at the top levels. So, mm-hmm. also go check out the uh, the World Championship decks because there's people in there playing the the waggle, the Heist Bear and Togwaggle deck too, and that version is fine as well. I have a an all gold tempo Tog deck that I play when I'm just like I want to be I want to play good and I want to win games but I also want to have a good time like then I do that by that's the way that right, one's, dog waggle yeah that one's all golden as well because I crafted ice bear dog waggle did you so. see
0: have uh, bloody faces he's running crystallizer in his
1: crystallizer
0: yeah in his uh, in that's his the tempo one row.
1: three yeah yeah that's just a good tempo card though yeah right now but there's I think it's maybe is it Ike I think Ike is running Heist Tog Togwaggle in his. Um, there's a few people who are doing it. Uh, uh, LF Yuying.
2: Ike definitely is.
1: Yeah, Ike is. Uh, Killing All Day is. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who are doing it. And then you got like Just Saying is playing like this version, which is just like the Kill You version,
0: right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yuying is too, yeah. Well, It's
0: yeah. not hard to <laughs> it's not hard to control a lackey, right? Because you get freaking two of them off of one evil miscreant.
1: Sure. And then I think the, if you're running the Heistbear and Togwaggle, though, you also run one Evil Cable Rat, which is the two mana, one, one that gives you one. So you have like multiple ways to get them. And then uh,
0: Ike isn't, it looks like. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I wasn't looking at cla- yeah. I was looking at class cards. Never mind. He's
1: also got like the, the Hinge Clan Burglar and Vendetta and all that. Cause those, that yeah. deck is a little more like Sustain. And then the Togwaggle, if you have the opponent low, what you do is you take the wand and then mm-hmm. draw into burn. If if you're in kind of a mid-rangey tempo battle and you're trying to battle for the board, you take the cra- is it the crown, the one that makes two legendaries, right? So yeah. there's like that's the cool thing about Togwaggle is he gives you like this kind of option to win. Like oh, I'm so close to killing him, draw me a bunch of cards that now cause zero, and then I just murder you.
0: Yeah, oh, I definitely found myself weird. in situations game, you know. Yeah, I, I found myself in situations wishing I had more draw. You know, like really needing Myra's unstable element mm-hmm. and not having it. Um, so certainly having the wand in that situation would have, would have helped it a ton. Um, yeah. which, speaking of yeah. which, while we're on that subject, we did have a question from the Patreon. Pi wanted to know, uh, which finisher do you like most for this deck? Myra's Unstable, Element, High Spare, and waggle, Captain Hook, Dust, or just nix the finisher and top out with Leroy? Do you think the meta could shift to make one finisher better than another? Um, which
1: uh, The best finisher is Waggle Pick Leroy. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you hit him once with a waggle pick. Then the next one, you Leroy hit him waggle pick. Leroy bounces back. You Leroy again. You deal sixteen damage.
2: But Heist Baron is fun. <laughs> Heist
1: Baron is fun. Yeah,
2: sure,
0: for sure. But, and, and he uh, may so it kind of depends
2: how much you want to mix it up for yourself. I
1: think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he could help you draw your wand, or like, or well, draw your Leroy if you can't find it too. So sure, kind of. There's, there's
1: a uh, I don't know. There's just like. Like there's the yeah, there's the fun finisher, which is the heist mm-hmm. Baron. Um, but if you are just like, I need to win games, I want to win them quick, this version that tops out at Leroy is the best.
2: Yeah, and Hook dusk, I she gives your pirates rush. If she gave them charge, then maybe, but rushing yeah, that, isn't finishing. That because doesn't go face.
1: <laughs> that deck is different because that deck is yeah. more like the, you play the the overkill five threes that draw two cards and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cause they're pirates. It's a little bit of a different deck. It's more of a like value oriented late game deck than this. Mm-hmm. This is just like, I'm just putting pressure on your face at all times. And eventually that is it's you can always tell with this deck, like once those waggle picks start going face, you're like, Oh no, <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> but yeah, that's so that's double ooze, everyone. Double ooze. Double no ooze. matter what you're playing uh everyone was running the Harrisons. I think the Harrison really only makes sense in the control warrior uh that's running the weapons project. I think you should just be running the double oozes because you need to kill these weapons quicker you yeah. Harrison is too slow to can' wait them.
2: till five yeah
1: yeah yeah and when you see a rogue and you have an ooze in your hand, keep it if you have two oozes in your hand, keep both of them. <laughs> There
2: are two waggle picks,
1: they yeah, will get he used. Probably will still die, by
2: the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> double keep ooze, still
1: die. Good, God. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a strong yeah. deck for sure. Uh, thanks for your question, Pi. Um, we, we, we tend to post the deck that we're going to cover to the Patreon before the episode. And if you got questions, feel free to always drop them in there if you're supporting us. Uh, before we take some emails on wrap the show up, we have another sponsor to thank today, and it's me, Undies. They're back sponsoring this episode of The Angry Chicken. Uh, did you know you probably spent about 90% of your life in underwear? Did you know that, folks? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't want to speak for everyone. That
1: seems like a, Yeah, that seems like <laughs> I believe that fact.
0: Yeah, but so, I mean, you owe it to yourself, right? You want to, you want to make sure that you're wearing the softest undies in town. Mm-hmm. And undies has got you covered because they use the coveted micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than cotton. I think it should be the, the plot of the next Indiana Jones movie. They're, they're trying to get the micromodal fabric. That's that's the MacGuffin. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I used the word coveted. It just made me think of it. it, was, it was oh, dumb. I see. I'm the only person who found this interesting. Also, you mentioned Harrison, so it's in my brain. I'm <laughs> at, that's where I am now. They are, are also the go-to for the softest loungewear on the planet. I can confirm. I have a pair of MeUndies. I call them jamba pants because this is what I've always called them. They are super soft. And if I had enough of them, they would be the only things I would wear. I would be that person in line at the grocery store in my pajama pants because that's just how damn comfy, comfy my me these pajama pants are. So.
2: And they have super awesome patterns. I have pink ones with llamas that are working out. <laughs> like it doesn't oh. get any better than that. Well, that sounds
0: lovely. I just got the llamas too. I love yeah. the llamas. Yeah, they're, they're, they they're, got little
2: sweatpants on.
0: They're so happy. <laughs> They are so happy. They're also, yeah. you know, it's, it's inspi- they're inspirational llamas. They're reminding you. Hey, you're super comfortable. Go work out. <laughs> I figure, see, they're working out, so I don't have to. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, that's another way you could take a take a read on the super soft underwear covered in working out llamas. That's just logic. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful. I, I, you no, know, I didn't think of this as a side effect of MeUndi sponsoring the show, but we are all now collecting the same types of underwear. <laughs>
2: We can match.
0: Yes, only no one should ever be aware of it unless we tell them on this podcast, (laughs) which will probably tell them on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So go check them out. Meundies.com slash TAC. You can get 15% off your first pair of free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee if you're a first time purchaser just by going to meundies.com slash TAC. Again, 15% off your first pair. Go check it out. You also get free shipping. You get that 100% satisfaction guarantee over at MeUndies.com slash TAC. That's all you have to do to get the most comfortable undies you're ever going to put on your butt. Go check them out. We thank them for their support. And now, let's take an email or two. Hello. Hello. It's me. Hello. Um, Just quickly, did you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. (laughs) (laughs) You can send your emails to TACpodcast at gmail.com, or if you're supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC, make sure you link your Discord to your Patreon account, because then poof, like magic, you're already in the Angry Chicken Patreon Discord, and you can drop questions in there, too, and skip the inbox, because sometimes things get buried. Uh, Shujinko did exactly that and posted to our Discord and said, I know classes in Hearthstone have different mechanics, but what if they also had additional special resources, e.g. warlocks having soul shards from deadly, er, friendly dead minions, rogues having combo points for each card played, warriors becoming enraged below half health, so on and so forth. I know this might complicate things beyond the intent of making an easy to get into a card game, but it's always fun to think about, what do you think? Um... You are digging up things that I haven't thought of since the very early days of the game like being in Hearthstone beta cuz yeah I definitely had these thoughts. Do you guys remember when we thought we were getting like a different form of mana in Mean Streets yeah. of Gadgetzan? Mm-hmm. Because Yeah, were-
2: the, I think Dills you were really on that with the whole red mana thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been sweet. Yeah. I think another resource system would be cool. We it's funny though he brings up all these things that are actually kind of in the game. Warlocks kill it, like having their own stuff die and it doing things is actually in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the high bat and all that kind of stuff. Um, warriors and Raging below half health that's in the game. Revenge <laughs> and mortal strike uh, combo points for rogues that's in the game. Edwin Van Cleef. Um, we just don't have it in like a f- pure form. I had like where a baseline, affects, like lots of like call- a currency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, those concepts are there. Um so I I Blizzard definitely has paid attention to that kind of stuff.
2: You could have an uh, like expansion. More,
1: though, right?
2: Yeah, you could have an expansion that kind of like double down on this idea. You know, then if it works, you can keep it. And if it doesn't, it'll go away eventually. Right. I, I, <laughs> adding things yeah.
0: into a card game that you always have that are not affected by the inherent RNG of shuffling and the way decks work. <laughs> um like it's very scary. It's a scary place to to play around in. Um, this game has hero powers, which is very unique to Hearthstone. Um, but they, they they there's no way they haven't also been limiting in the design space of this game.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah. Imagine like what they could do if Warlock didn't have tap right mm-hmm. um well,
2: it's like that's why gen and baku had to rotate early right they manipulated hero powers in a way that started right from the very beginning of the game and it was way too strong <laughs> yeah,
1: it was
0: unhelpy, too much yeah. of an, it, it, so, these guaranteed effects so if you it, if like combo yeah. for rogue was like this baseline thing that rogue had all the time that interacted with their cards but was a you know a, a, a baked in mechanic in addition to the hero power it would probably just go too far and make mm. games feel too similar between them mm.
1: I think the best way to do it is just per card, right? Like kind of what they do now. But I mean, I would like to see another card that has like a Van Cleef style effect, right? Like the more cards you played this turn, like we actually did have another one that was the per card you played this turn. It would dealt damage, right? I don't know if you guys remember that card. It was was like six mana, five, five or something that did that. And people were trying to make decks where they would uh, not shadow step it, but the shadow caster guy that would make a one, one version of it. Um, and then, you know, I, but I, I, could see definitely more cards like the spectral pillager. Thank you, Hachikumo. Uh, and then the, you could definitely do stuff where you have like, say a dormant card, uh, like lucent bark for warlocks where like each time something dies, it then it eventually comes back to life. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think you need to do it like on a card by card basis though. Right. Not like you were saying as a full mechanic in an entire expansion or something where every card from Warlock does this or every card from Warrior does this.
2: No, but it'd be kind of cool if like, because I'm thinking I've been playing Rep Pally in WoW and it would be cool if like my cards over the course of the game like generated Holy Power up to a cap of five and then I had other cards that like based on what Holy Power I have will do an effect like so power still capped but a little more flavor?
1: Sure.
0: Okay. I can dig. Um, yeah, I just uh, like, I feel like if, if Shujinko had sent this question in significantly further after Ganon Baku rotating out, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's let's try it, man. Uh, but since we're so close to uh, w- what became a pretty homogenized meta, um, mm. I'm, I'm pretty like, mm, stay away. <laughs> that's where I, I find myself at the moment no so, yeah uh dills who's our next email from
1: uh let's see next email comes to us from steve c who says good afternoon chickens i am a free to play player and i was wondering which legendary or two you think would give me the most bank for my dust to craft i think he said he meant bang but he said bank yeah uh, <laughs> I opened two to three so far from packs, including both Mage Legendaries. and was wondering if you'd give me a brief list of your thoughts as to why. Um, well, Elysiana is the neutral one that, you know, but it really it only totally makes sense in super control decks. And if you didn't open, if you're a free-to-play player and you didn't open that many, uh, then you might not be able to craft all the dopest control decks. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. Let me look at the list of cards from the new space.
0: Um, yeah, because yeah, we're not seeing legendaries really show up across multiple decks right now. Outside of, yeah. like you said, Elysiana, but Elysiana is still very specific. Um, I'm
1: assuming, yeah, that, that he's referring to uh, Rise of Shadows stuff. Yeah, Probably. Too.
0: probably. Although, yes. I mean,
2: if there's some classic ones that he's missing, then that could possibly be a craft, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think there's something to be said just for, um, I guess, uh, Blastmaster Boom. No, wait, Dr. Boom. No, Blastmaster Boom, yes.
1: you're right.
2: Yeah. No, 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 Mad Genius from, uh, from Boomsday and Alisiana because they're cards that the devs are saying that they're actively looking at potentially to change. So they're super powerful right now. So probably a good craft. And then if they're going to be changed in the near future, you'll get your dust back. So play mm. with them now while they're powerful. Then you'll have them after they're changed, and you can craft something else.
1: Uh, another one I think that uh, creates a pretty free-to-play player-friendly deck is Arc Villain Rafam. You just build a Zoo deck, and it's the only legendary in your deck, and then suddenly you have all legendaries in your deck. Uh,
2: Doesn't that deck also run Solarium?
1: Yeah, yeah. But you don't need Solarium in that deck. Yeah, true. It's just chock full of one-drops, and then... And then Want arch villain or farm? Mostly, like for the new cards, it's like magic carpet and a bunch of one drops that makes the deck go.
0: Yeah, Uh, for me, I think the easiest answer, like if you just want a solid deck that you know will be competitive on ladder, uh, token druid is just running away with it. And you probably already have Vargoth, so the only other legendary you should make is Staladriss. Yeah, that is is an affordable deck to put together. I mean, really, the expense comes from the four epics, not from the two legendaries, one of which was given to all of us for free. Yeah. But
1: most of the good legendaries we got in this set are class specific. So it's not like there's some neutral legendary that you just want for every class. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Except Nomi. Well, <laughs> Nomi's.
1: Nomi's. Nomi Priest out there. It's not <laughs> that good, though, but it's funny.
2: And that kind of just points the finger at what do you really want to do? Do you want to win a whole lot or. Do you want to have a whole lot of fun?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the correct answer for this, especially since we're not in a meta with cards like Gan or Baku, where you can just make them and suddenly it just opens (laughs) up this whole world to you, um, which frankly was a good thing about Gan and Baku, is it really opened up a a, a large amount of of budget decks if you've made those two cards. But um, since we don't find ourselves... In a, um, uh, in a meta like that is you should go through what is working. If your goal is to win, obviously if your goal is to be nuts, then I don't know, craft the craziest card you can think of and go have fun with it. Maybe you would like Nomi priest because that, that deck is absurd. Um, but if your goal is to win, uh, just do your, do your research um, and, and tools like H S replay make it really easy because you can like load in your collection and then you can go through and see what <clears> you're missing. And the answer may not be a rise of shadows, uh, card For me, recently, the answer was Captain Greenskin, because I just never opened that bastard and, mm. and apparently never played decks where I felt he was that necessary.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it I was have...
1: very necessary for a really long time. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I've been playing. Uh, I've been a total jerkwad on in wild and been playing pirate rogue. And then this, you know, this aggro tempo rogue variant popped up. I'm like, all right, it's it. I'm over the edge. It's t- finally time to get myself a Captain Greenskin. Uh, because I already had a Leroy, I already had an Edwin, and that's the only other Legendary in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so
2: I... So, HS3 plays your friend. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you don't, uh, for some reason, don't feel like using it and uploading your cards, it's, you know, you know what you have. It's pretty easy to go through, and look at what archetypes are doing well, what interests you, and see what you are actually in the ballpark of completing.
1: If you're talking pure Legendary, by the way, though, from any expansion forever... If you don't have Zilliax, you need to grab mm. Zilliax.
0: Mm, very good point. Yep. Is yeah, It's
1: literally in 50% of all just decks. Just I th- all decks, I yeah. Be- <laughs> I
0: believe I skipped over because the show went a little longer than I expected, but the- Zilliax did come up in the Q&A, and they said that they are actually really happy where Zilliax is because it's strong, but it doesn't feel horrible when it gets played against you, and I think they're totally right on the money.
1: Yeah, I know. Zilliax is, I think, a, a great card. I- I'm mm. happy that it's here. Yeah. It gives a neutral heal option to a lot of decks that don't have it. And then it's really cool. what sometimes when you magnetize it to some crazy big mech thing,
0: it's just fun. Yep. Yeah, it's very cool. So best of luck to you, Steve C. And uh, actually, let us know what you went with. Uh, for short replies like that, I always recommend Twitter because it's just fun. <laughs> like, oh, hey, red man. Cool. We can reply to you right then and there. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Keep sending your emails to TACpodcast at gmail.com. If you're supporting us over at patreon.com slash GAC, drop us a question in the Discord. Speaking of patrons, uh, if you like the show and you want to support us, patreon.com slash TAC is the best way to do so. Whether it's a dollar, whether it's 10, whatever works for you, we really appreciate it. And to some of our newer patrons, Chris K. Schmorior is how I'm going to choose to pronounce that, and Joel C., Thank you for the support, everyone. We thank you in the yeah, order we're actually
1: that up. Only ninety away from our next goal, so if you we want are. to see monthly gameplay streams, and you aren't a patron, and you, that's yeah. something you would like, that's how that happens. Yep. So.
0: Yep. And some of that is because we've we've picked up new producers, which are like big backers of the Angry Chicken, and we can't thank you enough: Declan H, Sean C, Nick C., and Cheesy Bob. Yeah. Thank we'll you very much for the support. Um, other than that, whole back catalog of episodes is over at amove.tv/tac, or over on the YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces as we mute and make dumb faces as we cough, but you can't hear it in the podcast. To uh, you know, I'm letting you know that's the real draw yeah, that's, of watching. That's us what people
1: are looking for. Video. Yeah. <laughs> crazy cough faces.
0: Yeah, that's over at youtubecom tv. The <laughs> Twitter. I just
1: want to see that I'm not wearing a shirt. That is uh, acceptable to them, is what they want to see.
0: I saw, dude. I Even should, though I, my AC is
1: out. I and, tuned in uh, last
0: week. Yeah, I was laughing no. my ass off. I tuned in last week while you were streaming, them and I was sick. And uh, I, someone was just like, Someone needs to get Dill's shirt with sleeves on it. And I'm like, Dude's AC is broken. Yeah. <laughs> I live in
1: Texas. I don't wear sleeved shirts.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah, that's, they must have never tuned in before because honestly, you having sleeves is a, a more of a rarity than you not sure. having sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: If you live in Texas, you understand. sleeve. are steep. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyways, Dills, we've got to get you out of here. Where can everybody find you? Um, Twitter at Willie Dills and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills where I stream. The Hearthstone, I'll be working today, so no stream tonight, but uh, I should be back the rest of this week.
0: Jocelyn, what about you? You
2: can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays.
0: I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. All the podcasts are at Aimove.tv, and I would recommend uh if you're already signed up to R2 T2 stream or feed Rad uh or the old Embrace the Spoilers feed Rad. If you're not, go subscribe to one of them because uh we're resurrecting Embrace the Spoilers for the next five weeks to spoil Game of Thrones as it ends. So uh that's Joss and I, by the way. If you are unfamiliar with Embrace the Spoilers, that's what that show used to be. Uh this is it, this is the last hurrah for Embrace the Spoilers. So come uh listen to us be wrong about who's gonna die next week
2: <laughs> everyone <laughs> fair
0: fair probably also wrong because there's more than the next week isn't the final episode yeah it <laughs> go good check that out and Brace the spoilers found wherever podcast can be found that's gonna wrap it up for this podcast thank you everybody for tuning in we'll see you next week for the next episode of the angry chicken but until then job's done job's done job's done did dills freeze Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Done.
1: This podcast is part of the Frog Pence Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com Audio program so good, it's like you're there.